History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Hello, America, and it's Friday. Take a deep breath. I know it's been a tough Friday. It's been a frustrating Friday uh, because of all the things going on in Afghanistan. All of us have that feeling of discomfort and pangs that America didn't get it right. Joe Biden and his administration didn't get it right after all the 20 years of sacrifice, life, limb, psychological loss that our soldiers gave us to hold the line against the Taliban, against Al-Qaeda, and we're seeing it unravel. Now, it's not over till it's over, and so there's always a chance to right the ship. And today, Joe Biden is on the podium trying to explain how we got here, where we're going. Uh, I'm not sure yet that it's had much profound effect, but there is a recognition in all across the world. Our allies, our own military, all those who served before, that the problem is bad, that America's reputation, its credibility, its trust from its allies particularly has been damaged by the this. But there's always a moment to begin to make a change. And we'll see if in the next few days, smart and wise people come together and push the president, do something to prevent any further erosion of the trust that we had there and the losses that we've already endured in this extraordinarily difficult time in Afghanistan. Now, we should go into the weekend and make some noise, right? Let's make some noise. And so I've got a person just perfect for that today in the podcast. We're so lucky to have joining us for the first time on John Solomon Reports, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. She is a woman who says what she means, means what she says. She doesn't worry about offending people. She doesn't care if she's going to get kicked off a committee in Congress or Twitter, she's going to stick to what she thinks. And I want to bring on today because she makes news all the time and then she's always in the media, but there is something she's been talking about that is, that connects the infrastructure deal and the $3.5 trillion spending bills that have been winding through Congress that most people go, oh God, how much money or money are we going to spend to what's going on in Afghanistan? Just think about that for a second. There's a connection between the clean energy infrastructure, 3.5 trillion agenda of the liberal Democrats 
in what is happening in the failed exit to Afghanistan? And here's the answer. It's a five-letter word. China. What do I mean by that? The single greatest precious resource in Afghanistan doesn't have many. It's a country that has a lot of needs and very little rest. But it has one of the largest reserves of rare earth metals, precious metals. The things that we make computer boards and cell phones and car batteries and electric car batteries from a thing called lithium one of the most largest untapped deposits in the world is in afghanistan we didn't do a very good job mining it or working with afghanistan to tap into it and turn it into something and as we're exiting as we're heading out the door with our it looks like most people will say with our tail between our legs i'm not sure that you know we'll let people decide that for themselves but as we're doing that china is moving in and for one reason only you know what that reason is they're going to make a deal and they're going to get that lithium out of the ground and their 70 80 percent monopoly on rare earth metals precious metals is going to go up closer to 100 percent in america congresswoman marjorie taylor green has been warning about this america is going to be more bowed more dependent on china if you're wondering well that's off in the distance there's no proof of it you know things can change why do we have to worry about it just do me a favor today go to your local car dealer Go to the new car dealer in town. Just drive by the lot and see how many new cars are on the lot. You're going to find a ghost town. There are very few new cars on the lots in American car dealers. You say, well, why? Everyone's back to work. Everybody needs new cars, right? Because the microchips that you use to make our modern day cars are not in America. We're waiting by weeks and months of delay. And who makes and controls that microchip market because they control the rare earth metals up. Yeah, you got it. Beijing, China, communist China. Well, we're going to bring the congresswoman on to help educate us on this connection between the move towards electric cars, which is a big mandate in the legislation that the Democrats and the Biden administration are pushing with the lithium in the ground in Afghanistan, with the monopolies that China has on semiconductor chips and batteries and rare earth metals. It all fits together. And when you talk about a perfect storm, and hey, listen, I'm not suggesting it's a conspiracy, it's just a perfect storm. China's going to take advantage of our failed exit from Afghanistan. They're going to get the lithium. They're going to increase their capabilities in the rare earth metals. In the sand, and then they'll have more sway, more power over in the United States that's very dependent on electronics. And now, because of the Biden and Democrats' green push, is going to be more dependent on electric cars and therefore electric car batteries. This all fits together. It's very important for all of us to understand that the world we live in is so small. And uh, one event, two events, three events that seem disparate often can have an interconnected relationship, an inter interconnected impact on America. And we're going to talk to Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene today. I'm sure she has a few words about President Biden. We'll get that in. We'll ask her about what it was like to get kicked off on Twitter. Did it really matter? Might not have because she's made as much news off Twitter as she has on Twitter. And of course, we'll talk about the Green New Deal, what's going on in Congress, all those things, and her promise earlier this week to raise money to primary any Republican who supports the infrastructure and or $3.5 trillion spending bill that the Democrats have woven together. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Marjorie Taylor Greene, buckle your seatbelt. This is gonna be a wild ride, it always is, but we're gonna learn a lot from a woman who's very impassioned. She says what she means, she means what she says. She doesn't really care what the media or other politicians, even her own party thinks. She speaks her mind and you're gonna get 
a full sense of that in just a few minutes. We're so lucky to have her on the show. When we come back, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene for the whole show. We'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. It's Friday. We got to do something big and special, so we've done it. That Congresswoman everybody wants to hear from, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is joining us. Congresswoman, welcome here. Well, hi, John. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's an honor to have you on and so much to talk about. But I want to start because you've been on the forefront of this warning that Joe Biden was going to have difficulty getting out of Afghanistan. And boy, he has. And when you step back now, how big a blunder is this going to be on his presidency? Well, I fully believe it's an impeachable offense. It's a complete dereliction of duty. And I've already drawn up articles of impeachment. Um, That's how serious it is. And if he had any honor at all, actually, Joe Biden should resign. But we don't I don't know if we're going to see that happen. Now, do you think other members in the Republican Party will join you in the articles and try to build momentum for that? I certainly hope so. I've been working the phones all day today, uh, contacting as many of my colleagues as I possibly can. You see, I think the GOP conference needs courage, and that's why I pushed them so hard. And I think it takes courage to sign your names on articles of impeachment, but I think this is absolutely necessary. It's inexcusable that Joe Biden left thousands of Americans and Afghan allies behind and under the, under the rule of the Taliban, terrorists, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, um, we don't even know if, if all of our people are alive. We don't know anything that's happening on the ground. And it's, it's awful. And, and really, it's a shame what he's done to the military. They, they have spent so many years over there. And for them to have to see this end after losing friends and, and losing limbs and coming back home and, and suffering for so many years of, of going there, it's just awful what he did to the military as well. So I, I think it's time to impeach Joe Biden. It's a big statement. We're going to watch and see how many people rally behind that. Now, uh, one of the amazing things I saw on uh, television the last couple of days was Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who, by the way, spent many years in Afghanistan. He knows that terrain well, saying for I, I can't believe a U.S. military uh, official said this, that there it, we don't have the capacity to go out and rescue Americans. When did we lose that capacity? I'm just curious, Congresswoman, did they give any briefings to tell you that they suddenly lost the ability not to rescue Americans? Well, I think what we have lost is we lost real leadership. And for Lloyd Austin to say that, Mark Milley, they have completely failed us. If 
if I had any say at all, and I'm I'm pushing as hard as I possibly can, both of them should be fired. There there is no way they should be leading in our military operations and making decisions like they're making. We have never lost the ability to go after our own people. As a matter of fact, we should be doing targeted bombing right now and making sure the Taliban understands to get out of the way and leave Americans alone and let our people leave. And that's, that is what any good leader would be doing. And we're seeing other countries go in and go after their people. I can't imagine being one of our military members having to sit to the side and not be able to go in after our own people. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's got to be excruciating. And also not to go after all those Afghans who stood beside you for 20 years and, and helped us, whether as interpreters or strategists or special forces. They're all on their own, too. And our allies are on their own. Do you think we saw images just two months ago of Joe Biden hanging out with the gang of seven in Europe and it was all fun and games and the people were saying America's back. Do you think we've uh, significantly damaged our relations with our allies with the way this is unfolded? Oh, completely. I think the I think I saw just earlier the the UK the um, that they were condemning Joe Biden already. Oh, we have damaged relations in so many ways and we've lost the trust of our allies with our Afghan allies that we're leaving behind. But I do want to say one thing about that. I'm pretty adamant about our country. It's our home and I'm pretty picky about who comes in. And so I'm a big supporter of Trump's strong border policies, especially the remain in Mexico policy. And I want very good vetting of people that we're bringing in, especially with the Afghans. And and so I want them vetted out of the country before they're brought in. Um, and I just think we need to be smarter about that. I'm pretty upset with my own state governor, uh, Brian Kemp, for just openly saying literally the next day after this started that he would welcome in Afghan refugees. Yeah. And I'm against that. I, I don't want um, um, Minneapolis in Georgia. I just don't want that, especially after we saw those refugees produce Ilhan Omar in Congress. Well, one of the things that we really have to watch, and here's one of the amazing things. I had Cash Patel, who was President Trump's point man for the transition at the Defense Department, and they hand this remarkably detailed plan to Joe Biden, who throws it in the garbage right away. But one of the things he said is they had a plan to do the orderly vetting of all the Afghans who may have helped us, the interpreters and others who were stood beside us, and that was bring them to Bagram. They'll be protected. We can vet them slowly and carefully, and we won't have any rush to do it. And the good ones can come to the places where they need to go and the bad ones we say sorry we can't help you we gave up bagram like eight weeks before we were supposed to get out how big a strategic mistake was that horrible mistake uh, president trump's plan was fantastic and they spent a lot of time working on it yeah they did taking these afghan allies and vetting them and going through the process slowly and carefully was the right thing to do but joe biden completely failed you know, what they've done is they're, the Democrats and their severe cases of Trump derangement syndrome has just destroyed common sense and, and any way of making a good decision. But I think the real problem with Joe Biden is, is he is not mentally capable. And we see it over and over, John, especially his recent interview with uh, Stephan- Stephanopoulos, and they released the transcripts. Yeah. And it, it's not even coherent. So it's, yeah. he is. The clips in the transcript are pretty different, aren't they? Mm totally different Um, well you have been a very cogent voice on an issue that i think most americans aren't educated on and i want to take a moment to do this because i think you've been one of the first to point this out the infrastructure bill as you have called it is a big giveaway not not only to clean energy companies america but to china because there is this provision that says by 2030 we got to get all these cars to electric vehicle status 
And um, we can't do that unless we get our batteries and our lithium from China because they have a monopoly in the market, 80-85%. But now there's a connection to Afghanistan, which is that the largest untapped deposit of lithium in the world is sitting in Afghanistan. We weren't smart enough to uh, work with the Afghan people to mine it the last 20 years. And so it's sitting there untapped, ready for the Chinese to come in. The combination of the infrastructure bill and the Afghan flawed uh, pullout, tell us how big a win China gets out of this. Well, this is the one I've been screaming from the rooftop for months now, and it is, it's unbelievable. It's almost nefarious. So here's what's actually happening. So we've been in Afghanistan for about 18 years, and think how much money American taxpayers have spent in the Middle East and in countries all over the world with our military presence. But here, the Democrats, their full plan, and people don't understand it completely because our media fails to explain everything, the full plan for the Democrats is to pass the Green New Deal. Now, we scoffed and laughed at the Green New Deal just a few years ago, and we made fun of it like AOC's uh, kindergarten coloring book. But truly, the Green New Deal is the way of the future for the Democrats, and it's, it's socialism, complete socialism, with even a tent of communism, the policies and the tactics and the way they want to implement these big government programs. And so the most dangerous part, I keep explaining to everyone because it's something that relates for every single American that owns a car or a truck and relies on a car or a truck in their daily life, is that these The Green New Deal, which is in the infrastructure and the budget, don't let any Republican tell you it's just the budget. It is absolutely the infrastructure built. It's split between them, actually. That's how you put it together. Yeah. Yep. It's step one and step two to the Green New Deal. And what it does is it forces Americans to rely on batteries to drive your car. Now, right now, we have oil, gas, we've got gas, uh, diesel, um, and you can choose to have an electric vehicle, which I'm not against. But the, but the government making it by law that you can't drive a gas or diesel truck, is that is communism, right? You're ending an industry, a private business industry, that oil and gas industry, but also you're changing the auto industry and how they manufacture and build vehicles. And you're forcing America to rely on China. And here's what most people don't understand. America only competes in the rare earth mineral mining all the way to the production of a battery, the lithium battery, which it takes to, to drive an electric vehicle. We are from anywhere from 0% in the mining phase up to 10% at the most with the lithium battery production phase. But China dominates right now 80% of the rare earth mines yeah. all over the world, 80%. It's a monster and they monopoly. Yes, they dominate the battery market by 75%. And now China is moving in rapidly, and they've already been negotiating this deal with the Taliban for a long time. They want the mining rights to over one trillion of rare earth minerals in Afghanistan. And look at the timing of it. They want to pass the Green New Deal starting on Monday when we report back to Washington, when Nancy Pelosi pulls us back. And then here we have Joe Biden ripped our American military out of Afghanistan just this week. And so it is shocking to me, the timing of it. And it's, it's, to me, it's almost nefarious. It's like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden doing business deals with China and handing over the American people to be slaves to China's uh, battery market. It, it is going to be a remarkable wake-up call because people don't realize 2030 is not that far off. 
And all those blue collar workers who may have voted for Democrats in the Michigan auto plants, all those places, they're going to get a rude wake up call if this becomes reality, because the electric cars aren't being made in Detroit anymore. They're on other places like Tesla out in California or Texas. And uh, this is going to have some real uh, impact on the economics. But empowering China at this moment, I noticed one of the embassies that doesn't seem to be worried about rolling up in Kabul is China. They seem to be comfortable there. Um, they're the big winner when we when we get out of Afghanistan, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And China, now don't forget, China has had a relationship with the Taliban they have. for decades. Yep. I mean, they've been providing them with weapons. They've done business with they them. They have no problem doing work very, with them. Oh, yeah, and they very much want to take the Belt and Road through Afghanistan That's right. to get to their new best buddies, Iran. They just made a 25-year deal with Iran. So this is this is a dangerous, very dangerous road that Joe Biden, I believe, purposely paved for the American people. And it's because of the Green New Deal. And, and, and just think this, eight and a half years, it's eight and a half years roughly until uh, uh, all cars and trucks, if the Green New Deal passes, must be electric vehicles. And right now we've got over 50,000 trucks sitting in Kentucky that can't be sold because they're waiting on microchips from China. So imagine, you know, your, your battery breaks down in your electric vehicle that you're forced to drive. And here we are in 2032. And you got to go to the to the shop and get a new order a new battery for your car. And then they say, "Well, I'm sorry, Mr. or Mrs. American, um, we're on back order by probably about 18 months for a, a battery from China." Well, Unreal. sir, can I can I buy it from somewhere somewhere else? Yeah. No, that's the only place we can get them from. And and this is what we're looking at. We're looking at we're looking at a true crisis and forcing America on our knees. To rely on on an enemy that sent us a horrible virus that I call a bioweapon that's killed over 600,000 Americans. So I I just it's a failure from top to bottom and we have to stop it. You know, uh, people hear this and say, "Okay, that's a prediction. 2030, we're going to be short in batteries. It's going on right now. You pointed this out when we were talking about this offline. When you go buy a new car dealer today, the lots are empty. And there's a reason why we can't get any microchips right now. Uh, So we've already seen how China can control our market right in this very moment now with the control of or the lack of computer microchips for cars right now. Right. Yes, absolutely. We're already suffering under the control of China and their dominance in this market and this in the, in the rare earth mineral market. And that, that makes microchips, that makes batteries. Right. Um, this is just an energy sector, and it's a, it's a sector of uh, the economy that they completely control. And, you know, when you're at, at the mercy of another country's, then they're ahead of you. And China wants to defeat America. They want to defeat us in our economy. They want to defeat us in our military. And Biden is allowing that to happen. And the Democrats are going to allow that to happen through the infrastructure bill and the budget next week. So any Republican that says, oh, I'm going to do bipartisan work and I'm going to vote for the infrastructure bill. No, they are selling out Americans and handing us over to China through the Green New Deal and through AOC's delusional uh, worship of Bernie Sanders and his communist agenda for America. So we I mean, this is why I'm telling everybody I'm like, call every Republican. You call all my colleagues and tell them to vote no on both bills because we can't allow this. And, and I'm only John, I'm only telling you about one teeny tiny part 
of this yeah. catastrophe. There's so plan. much in these two bills that are jaw dropping that Americans will take. It'll take years for them to absorb how much consequence there is to these two pieces of legislation. Now, I heard I was sitting on cue waiting to come on Steve Bannon's show and you were ahead of me the other day and you made a very bold promise. You are going to raise money to primary any lawmaker in the Republican Party that votes for the infrastructure and uh, 3.5 trillion bills. You're going to do that, right? You're not backing off that threat at all, are you? No, I'm not at all. Um, I'm, you know, people don't understand me, but I'm, I didn't run for Congress because I needed a job or just thought it was cool or anything like that. I, I'm there strictly because I'm really angry and I'm really angry at the failures in our federal government, the types of failures that we would never allow in private businesses. And now that I read the bills and I know exactly what they say, and I know things like in the infrastructure bill, it says $7.5 billion dollars to pay China to build infrastructure in the United States and electric vehicle charging stations? Well, no, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm so serious about stopping that. Then, yes, I, I've already raised over, since we were both on the Bannon show, over $250,000. Wow. And that's from regular people. Yep. And I didn't have one single right? phone call to make that happen. That's Amazing. right, grassroots. Well, it shows you how concerned everyday Americans are with what's going on in Washington. Now, um, you had a a, a momentary uh, pause from Twitter imposed on you by the censors at Twitter. Uh, And, you know, I was curious. I'm like, well, did Twitter win in this? Did they silence uh, the congresswoman? And I looked and you have as much news coverage. You have as much conversation. You've made as much uh, engagement with your constituents. It had no effect on you. You literally went on your job and were communicating Did you just prove that Twitter may not be as relevant as we thought it was? Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I had a delightful week off of Twitter, and I didn't (laughs) have to put up with all the bots that (laughs) that pollute my Twitter page and all the hate that comes from the delusional left and basically foreigners that just act like they're Americans and and make crazy comments. But, yeah, no, Twitter is completely irrelevant. The only reason Twitter is relevant at all is because people choose to stay. And so having a week off of Twitter, no, I got to go a bunch of different places, um, you know, give speeches, get out in public, talk to people face-to-face without a mask on, which I absolutely love to do, and um, just get my message out in different ways. And, and yeah, Twitter Twitter, uh, is too big for its britches as my mom would say. So <laughs> we all needed to leave. <laughs> well, we, there, there was a time 20 years ago where Republicans would say, oh my God, we can't live without the mainstream media and there's such a filter. Well, it turns out you didn't need that. You guys, we've been all been able to create different new outlets and keep a, a, a ways to communicate. And then everyone thought, oh, well, you get kicked off of Twitter. It's a be all end all. And it turns out you're making as much news and impact in the weeks that you weren't on Twitter than you were when you're in. Uh, maybe Twitter and the mainstream media have a lesson to learn, which is that censorship doesn't work. It really doesn't work in this country. No. And, you know, here's the whole thing, though, John. I can't stop it. And, you know, and you're doing a great job by spreading the message, too. But it's really the people, like the people that are listening to this podcast. It's just the regular people all over the country. They're the ones that can change things. And I say it all the time because if they will raise their voices, make those phone calls to their representatives or senators, if they will step up to the plate and show up, and be heard and force their way in to be heard, not in violence, but through just through their voice, which they absolutely have the right to do, they can change the course of this country because politicians, most of my colleagues, most, most of my colleagues are very affected 
by their donors and their voters. They sure and are. so I'm, I'm like, oh, the people can Those really are the two levers. They have the power. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I know you're busy and you're traveling. I want to ask one last question because for the majority of your career in Washington already, you've been such a proponent about not raising taxes, not taking any more bites out of the wallet of the American people. And I know you want to cut spending and get this government budget back into place. But there was an interesting moment that happened last week in the, my old home state of Connecticut, where a Republican for a state legislative seat won in a plus 25 Democrat district. Uh, this is a district that Joe Biden won by 25 points. This little tiny state (laughs) legislator, Republican, wins in a place that Republicans have won for years. And his whole platform was, we're going to get taxes under control. It's time to stop asking you to pay for all of our nonsense. Your message has been consistent on this. You've been one of the biggest voices about, we got to get our fiscal house in order. We got to stop wasting people's money. Is this a model? Could this be a message to all Republicans that 2022 and taxes could be a powerful message? Oh, I think so. I think it's getting our house in order in every single way. Yeah. That's that's what I've been saying. You know, I'm a, I'm also a mom. I'm not just a business owner. I'm a mom. Yeah. And I think our home it has to be protected, and our our home is wide open. We got critters running through. We've got a mess. It's a disaster. You know, it's it's horrible. So I think uh, fiscal responsibility. Yes, taxes. You know, I'm I'm a, I love the fair tax. I always did love that plan. Yep. Um. But I would love to see big changes and cut a lot of waste. I'd love to end a bunch of programs that are a complete, complete drain on our government. And I love to trust the private sector and see those jobs transferred over. So, you know, I think so much can be done. And that's really exciting that such a strong Democrat district in Connecticut, that that made sense to them, that getting taxes under control made sense. And and being smart with our money because everybody knows that if you overspend one day, you're just going to find out that you're going to go bankrupt. And America is very yeah. much on, on the verge of that. We sure are it's approaching 30 trillion in debt. It's almost unthinkable. Well, Congresswoman, thank you so much for spending the time today. We're going to be watching for those articles of impeachment. We're going to be watching to see who gets primaried, a lot of things. And we're going to educate the American public about this very important issue, lithium, China, batteries, the Green New Deal. Thank you for educating us on that today. Oh, thanks for having me on, John. It's really good to talk to you. You as well. Have a good weekend. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break and wrap things up for the day. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. 
Oh my goodness. What a Friday. What an interview. Hope you enjoyed that. Marjorie Taylor Greene has a lot to say and she's very impassioned. And uh, you heard about impeachment. You heard about challenging Republicans who vote for the infrastructure bill. But I think the most important thing I take away from this, and I like to try to I always like to try to educate people about something you might not see coming over the horizon before it hits the horizon. This lithium rare earth metals Afghanistan thing, the connection to that and the new Green Deal, the green agenda of the Democratic Party as enacted through the infrastructure bill and the larger 3.5 trillion, they're creating a potential perfect storm. And we're all worried about other things right now for good reason. We want to get our Americans up. We want to get our Afghan friends up. But we also must, we must keep an eye on this larger macroeconomic picture that if China sweeps up all of those rare precious earth metals that we fought 20 years to preserve, we didn't do a good job exploiting them or creating a market for them for Afghanistan. They could have used the money, I can tell you. But if China comes in, their monopoly over the electronically dependent world, particularly the United States, grows. If we're more dependent on electric cars, more dependent on routers and computers and cell phones and smartphones and all things electronic, we're more dependent on China because they've been strategically, slowly, methodically, determinately trying to create monopolies in those markets to bring the West to its knees, to reliance on China. And that is what Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman, just made clear to us. Hope that was useful to you. It's always fun to be able to bring you news and new ideas. We go into this weekend praying for the safe return of all of our Americans, all of our Afghan allies. Uh, May God watch over them and our troops and our embassy staff in Afghanistan. Keep them safe in this very perilous moment in American history. We'll be back next week with another round of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. Until then, God bless you and God bless this amazing country, the United States of America, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.